Give him a drum, brother. Drum, come on. Right, these guys. Hey. Welcome to the podcast of Genie Kekoe, Virginia. This is a very different kind of podcast. You know why? Because on this podcast, we make any kind. And today, I'm going to be talking about any kind, but you guys are going to learn stuff, okay? All right, so pay attention. Okay, but before we pay attention, okay, let us bow our heads. No, no, I'm sorry, sorry, it's not church. <laughs> I know, right? Like, you ever notice the holiest holy rollers is all on 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 social media like the most holy people in the world on facebook right <laughs> anyway hey we got some new listeners and we want to mahalo everybody okay first attitude of gratitude this is a law of a cat attraction comedy podcast right i almost put attraction and comedy in one word but yeah yeah so this is a this is a comedy podcast okay so because get a grip if you guys don't agree with, with it bad let them go it's okay Right? Okay, don't don't be one of those sensitive men on Facebook. You know, you know those guys that every little thing they come out there's this one guy on my Facebook. And I actually I actually like the guy, but like when he comes out and acts like a little meow, right? I just oh man, I get sometimes I I just like go over there and, and sit him because he don't know me, know me. Like right, you know, I go I go to his place. You know, whatever. But he doesn't. He doesn't really know me. Know me. Sometimes I just like sit him down. So, bro, look, this is what's up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyway, attitude of gratitude. All right, here we go. So we get we got some new countries, and this is big time for me because, bro, I never thought this would ever happen. <laughs> so, um, and I'd like to thank Augie T because Augie T is the one who said, bro, you gotta do a podcast. I'm like, oh, okay. So anyway, um. Oh, I'm sorry, Councilman Augie T right now in Hawaii. If you guys Google Councilman Augie T, you're going to find that this guy did all kinds of stuff. Bro, he was a comedian. He did everything in comedy. I mean, it, it's it's unreal. It's unreal. So, uh, Syria joined us, right? And Belarus. Belarus. If you told me, Junior, point on the map to Belarus, I, I don't think I could do it. I, I don't think I could find them. Uh, United Arab Emirates. No, they was they joined us, right? And um, that was like a couple weeks ago. Okay, but here's the three new ones, okay? South Korea. <laughs> we finally get the Koreans, bro. Kimchi chigae is like one of my favorite foods of all time. So now we get the South Koreans in the house. Represent. Okay, I don't know if we get... Not, not Korea. They don't know my internet or something. I don't, I don't know. They, <laughs> I don't think they have a show over there. But anyway, Taiwan also. Taiwan, brand new. Okay, now Taiwan right now they're shaking in the boots. Okay, they need some comedy. Okay, because China is eyeing them up. <laughs> See what I'm saying? And they they, they want to make some moves on Taiwan. You know what I mean? So anyway, but you people in Taiwan, thank you so much, and uh, we're praying for you that everything is peaceful and that you guys uh, maintain your sovereignty. Okay. Also, uh, Norway. Norway is uh, the last the last one. 
South Korea, Taiwan, Norway. And, um, you know, I don't really find out until, like, right before I go on. You know, like, like right before I go on the, the, the show. And, um, and, they, and they go, you know, again, again my executive assistant sends me an email. Uh, do you know that we have three countries? Because <laughs> you know I'm gonna do the, the you know the stuff, right? And and I and I go okay, what's the three countries? She she emails them, yeah, and, and she details them like boom 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 like you know. So those are the those are the three booms today, right? After the United States uh, Arab or no United Arab Emirates, right? And then and then so anyway, mahalo to all you guys. Thank you. Now for the for the balance of the show, um, we go talk about some stuff, okay? Now I want to talk about drugs for a little bit because when I was when I was young I was on connoisseur. we <laughs> okay no not drugs not drugs drugs but like like bro we had one I want to say I want to call it I want to call it like a an association almost right and we used to sit and I'm talking about I'm talking about like high school days into about till twenty one some somewhere around those years right. And we was connoisseurs, bro. We could we could take one hit, right, right from one giant, okay. And uh, if any kids listening, never mind, okay. You don't need the explanation. But but we would take one hit, right? And we could tell you like what season the bugger was harvested. Like we was experts like that. We could tell you like what crop this came from. We could tell you where it was grown, bro. We could. And we would sit there and we would, because we was, probably was boss, right? And I mean, I, you know, I look back on those days and I go, wow, those are the most fun days because we didn't have responsibilities, right? Okay, so now, right, marijuana is being demonized, okay? It's, it's being legalized, okay? But here's the thing, right? This is a double-edged sword. It's being demonized and it's being uh, diluted, okay? So what they're doing is they're legalizing, you know, marijuana, right? And <clears throat> some guys, you gotta, you still gotta know the right guys. And some guys can get you the real good stuff as far as medicinal, right? Cause you need, you need the regular, you know, not the kind of CBD kind. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the real McCoy because that will help you, right? Now, my best friend died of cancer and my best friend, uh, we made him brownies. <laughs> well, not, not me, uh, but, but my friend, who will remain nameless because she's a good girl and and she she never imagined her house would end up smelling like weed one day right but she was up you know at her place right and um we was at our place and then she would make them up at her house and her house would like smell like weed i guess her neighbors are the, and her neighbors are the kind of real tame kind people too yeah so they, they they probably didn't know what they were smelling it's about yeah hey, that smells kind of different what kind of stew she making you know but anyway and we was giving was giving the brownies to my friend and that's the only thing that really got him through some of the hard days and uh so i really believe in the medicinal uses of marijuana and i don't i don't really think there's anything bad with marijuana i really don't personally um, I did it. I haven't done it since I was like, I think 21 with the exception of, uh, one time, one time, one of my, one of my students, my clients, right? He came in, he gave, he gave me this. He goes, he goes, Hey junior, <clears throat> you want a ganja cookie? And I'm like, ganja cookie, right? So I'm like, I mean, you know, I know what he's talking about. Right? And he, he's like into the North shore kind of action. Right? It's like ganja cookie. I'm like, Oh, ganja, <laughs> you know, like. I say anyway, he gave me the cookie, right? I had the best meditation for like, I think I, I was meditating for an hour because I meditate. I meditate all the time. 
And that was like the best to me. That was the best meditation I ever had. So when it becomes legal and recreational and, you know, whatever, I, I might go hit up people who are making cookies <laughs> or brownies or whatever. Okay. The only problem is, bro, you get munchies after, you know what I mean? Any, anyways, but, but anyway, getting back to the, the thing, okay, because the reason why I'm bringing this up on this podcast, okay, is because when big money gets involved or corporations get involved in anything, it starts losing its uh, value. Okay, value, and and um, and that's that's today's podcast value. Okay, because because there's certain things that have high value. Okay, namely Hawaiians, you you have value. Okay, now you guys in South Korea, I know you guys understand English, or you wouldn't be listening. Okay, so when you are in tune with this program, you are an honorary Hawaiian, okay? And then, then you go back to being South Koreans after. But no, but I got to tell you guys. Mm-hmm. Now, let me start this with anytime corporate money gets involved or these things go to a large scale, the quality of the product goes down, right? Because of mass production. Now, I knew guys growing weed like back back home, Back home, bro. Back home was crazy. But these guys used to go into the valleys, okay? And they, like, abandoned valleys. Not abandoned, but, like, nobody goes there, right? Like, now it's kind of hard to find those places because you got tourists coming, right? They they discover everything, right? But back in the day, you could, you know, these these brothers used to go up in the mountains and they used to carve out one patch. <laughs> like, one patch of land, like, all for themselves, Right? And this was like state land, agriculture. This was forestry, like like way up in the mountains, right? And they used to carve out the land. This was hard work. They cultivated the, the square footage, whatever they had, how many, whatever, right? And they took up buckets, like, and they, they grew the seedlings in buckets and stuff. Pretty soon, they put them in the ground. And I'm talking about trees. I'm talking about marijuana plants that, that are like... Seven feet tall, bro. I'm talking about, and then, and then, these these guys were so scientific, bro. They used to prune them, you know, do everything. So, so all the buds and everything was like low level, right? It was like low hanging fruit. And these guys, um, you know, I know you guys are gonna ask, well, what does this have to do with the law of attraction? Okay, wait, wait, we get into that part. Okay, but these guys used to do, used to do that. It's a lot of work. But the quality of the stuff they had, right, was mean, Hawaiians. Okay, now this this stuff that they did back in the day, I can see how that would cure a lot of things. I mean, it would cure a lot. And, and a lot of these guys that were like, you know, uh, using, right, like using this stuff, right, um, never had problems. They never got sick. They would, I mean, I think, I think what it was is they was too loaded to get sick. I think that was the thing, right? But, but they, they were good, okay? Now, in comes medical marijuana, okay? And um, a friend of mine, this guy, you know, I, I wouldn't call him a friend friend. He, we're friendly, right? But uh, my friends, I can count them on one hand and I still get room. You know what I mean? But, but this guy was friendly with me. He's still friendly with me. In fact, uh, his dad had the, the card, right? So he shows up one day. Now he was, he was supplying like the brothers. He was supplying a lot of guys. Not me. I, I didn't, I haven't smoked since I was like 21. And it just, it's, it's a choice. You know, I had a choice, right? And, and to me, it boiled down to, okay, you're going, you're going to continue to think and keep the brains that God gave you, which is why I never did drugs. I mean, I was around, oh, bro, I was around everything. 
I mean, from quaaludes to cocaine to heroin to uh, weed. I mean, every, weed was like what they used to come down. I mean, you know, weed was like, bro, that was the most minor of stuff that I saw. But I was around all that stuff because it was the environment, okay? But basically, I'm a teacher and a businessman, okay? And and I did try, I gave it a go on entertainment because that's what I was I was good at. I mean, you know, that's what I, I saw that when I was a kid, right? You guys know the story. I told you on the podcast already. So anyway, but but I, you know, I thought, well, if I'm going to continue to think, then I, I better, you know, leave this stuff alone, right? Because it's bad for the head. Um, in in certain amounts, right? And like me, bro, I just <laughs> I just going, you know. So I so I'm like, all right, okay, that's done for you. Anyway, and um, so so this this stuff, right, is good for certain purposes, right? And now we're finding out it's good for medicinal purposes. But this is the very thing that the government government was so adamant about. Hey, bro, we gotta push this stuff out. We gotta leave them out. Okay. Now the reason why, okay, is because they want you to take the cancer drugs. Right? They want you to take that. And, and I know, you know, some of you guys, you might, whoa, Junior, bro, you're getting paranoid. No, no, no. This is this is economics. Okay, this is business. Okay. What they're doing is they're pushing the natural cures out. And they did this from, from day one. And I'm talking John D. Rockefeller. Okay. Now, if you guys go do your research, okay, go, just go look up John D. Rockefeller and his relationship with Big Pharma and medical schools, okay, because he trained the doctors. They they set up. So this guy, bro, this guy had so much money back in the day, and in in back in the day, right, like a pack of cigarettes cost you five cents, <laughs> something crazy. I don't know, something crazy like that, right? Well, like on soda was five cents or whatever, ten cents, well, whatever. Right. And and now we paying what dollar something. Right. So inflation. Right. But but back in the day. Right. So a millionaire back in John D. Rockefeller's days was a big deal. And he was a multimillionaire. And that only got bigger and bigger and bigger. And and, you know, a lot of people think like, um, you know, I was talking on, on the other podcast, sidetrack, small kind. Hawaiians, you know, we go here, we go there about. But you guys going to get you guys going to get some info. All right. So. So, you know, like land titles, right? So, like, you know, when one country conquers the other country, we talked about this on the other podcast, right? When one country conquers the other country and they sign one treaty, okay? You know what a treaty is, right? All right, so they sign the treaty and they go, okay, king, yeah, you can be the man. <laughs> you can you can have your parliament, you can have your okay, and your subjects, your your royal subjects, and you can rule these guys, you know, but, but you're under us and you go pay taxes to us. And basically... It, I'm 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 giving you guys a basic layman's overview, okay? But that's how it works. Now, if you say say for example, you're a you're an entity and you conquer all this land. Let's say you conquer the whole world. Let's say you conquer all of Europe, and then those guys, right? The Europe the Europeans, right? They they form little expeditions, okay? Um, we were taught that they were out discovering, right? No, there wasn't discovering. There was conquering. Okay, there was there was there was militant. It was like it was like an army, but the kind of guys that they was conquering wasn't even armed. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, bro, when they would pull up in Hawaii, Captain Cook would pull up in Hawaii, bro. They had cannons, they had they had muskets, they had all guys, right? And and on the Hawaiians had spears. <laughs> we had ulu mica stones and you know we had weapons. They had weapons, but I'm just saying, right? Um, it, it wasn't a fair match is what I'm saying, right? So, but anyway, but when you have a situation like that and you get the land titles and stuff, right? At what point 
in history do you go? Oh, na na na. We can give you guys everything back. Okay, for you guys in South Korea, na 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 means, you know, like, uh, we're, we're just kidding. <laughs> Everything's all good now. We'll just give you your land back. Okay, you can have your titles. And, I mean, come on, right, Hawaiians? Okay, so when you do your research on that stuff, because when you're researching John D. Rockefeller and, and his role, you know, as, as one of the robber barons, okay, that's what they're called, okay, him, Andrew Carnegie, Paul Warburg, we're talking about these these big dudes, okay? Um, you're going to run into uh, names like Oppenheimer, you know, Oppenheimer funds and all that, okay? So you guys, you know, Schwab, well, that actually Schwab came later, but yeah, all these old time guys, okay? Now you guys are going to, you guys are going to, you guys are going to see that these guys had firm control over industry in the United States, and these were the industrialists. Okay, now, now these guys, okay, Rockefeller especially, he was really smart. This guy, the old man was smart, and he wanted to get into everything, and he did. He got into he got into media. He was the first guy to control media, okay, in the United States. Okay, now now I can take you guys even deeper down a rabbit hole. Cause I don't know if you guys want to go that deep, but Rockefeller did start big pharma and the media and medical schools. In fact, they still have the leading medical school in the world in New York. And it's a it's a Rockefeller school. Mm-hmm. Now, in order to get to, you know, that level, right, you got to be in a club. And the club that these guys belong to, okay, and, and, and the, the, the structure of this club goes right up the pyramid if you want to use a pyramid, okay? And when you get to the top of the pyramid, right, this, the pyramid is Masonic. When you get to the top of the pyramid, what you're really looking at is you're looking at a religious entity, you're looking at a financial entity, okay, and you're looking at a royal entity, okay, and you're looking at these, these three things. Now, the, the, the guys who own the banks own the royals, okay, they, they own the royals, okay, and, and to a certain degree through finance, they own the church, okay, so, so it's not that one family owns the, no, there's 13 of them. But then there's the committee of 300. Now, these guys call the shots for the world, right? Like, if if they want something to go down, it will go down. Now, you know, there's a lot of, you know, I could I could go on down the rabbit hole and give you guys information and, and open your minds to things, okay? But here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you that the stuff that you've been taught in history, a lot of the stuff you've been taught in history is backwards, I'm going to tell you that a lot of the stuff that you've been taught about archaeology is a lie. Okay. I'm going to tell you that um, here's one. Here's one. You can go. You can go research this. Okay. So, so, because uh, I got to give you guys examples because, you know, I, I don't want you to sit down and go, oh, damn. Well, is uncle drinking again? What, <laughs> what the hell is he smoking? No, uncle never smoked since he was 21. All right. But here's the thing, right? You know, in, in the Egyptian pictures that we have, you know, like when Napoleon went down to Egypt, right? And the story, get okay, a story. These guys tell you stories. Hawaiians, they tell you stories, okay? You got you to gotta understand that. They tell you stories about where they went down and they saw the, the, right? And it was a spiritual thing. They didn't want the gods to breathe, right? So they shot off their noses, okay? <laughs> so. That's a story. That's a story. Because they didn't want them to, to breathe. Because then, then they, they would have, they would come back to life. You know? So they shot off the noses. But they get all kinds of stories, right? All right. I would tell you, if you go online and you look for images of Cleopatra, 
for example. Let's just pull one out of the pot. Okay, Cleopatra. Okay. And if you look at what the archaeologists did, because archaeologists, okay, the, the layman's understanding of what an archaeologist does and what they really do is two different things. You guys got to understand that archaeologists rebuild stuff. Okay, that's what they do. Because you, you always, you know, well, they're going on a dig. That's what you hear, right? Oh, they're going on a dig. Oh, you know what they found? Oh, they found this skull. It was like 50 million years old. You know, that kind of thing, right? That That's what we have been presented at. Okay, this is what archaeologists do. No, no. Archaeologists go into places, get artifacts, and restore them. Okay, that's what they really do. And they restore this stuff. And then they put them in a museum. And then, right, <clears throat> the average everyday guy goes to the, you know, wherever, Smithsonian, wherever, and they go, oh, that's what that looked like. Oh, that. And they go, and they tell him the story. It comes, everything comes with a story, right? Oh, well, the, the archaeolo- ar- ar- famous archaeologist, uh, Dr. John, whatever, right? And he went down and he, and he did this dig and he, uh, it was, it was 1500 people and they went, cause they get grants for this. They get grants to do this and they go dig up one place, okay? And they go find the artifacts and then they restore it. Restore, okay? They, they, they make them new again. Now, if you pull up the picture of Cleopatra, right? You're going to see that she's had a nose job. <laughs> she's had a nose job, huh? No, for real. Never had plastic surgery back. That was archaeologist surgery right there. No, she had a nose job, right? Okay? Because she wasn't white. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm-mm. No, she wasn't. She had a big nose. <laughs> she had a big nose. Like you could put her. Okay, no, I'm not being racist, bro. I'm not being racist. This is not a racial podcast. But I could tell you, you could put her. You could put her in a lineup with Samoans. You could put her in lineup with Hawaiians. You could put her in lineups with, with you know, okay, Filipinos. You could put her in lineups with, with with Africans. You could put her in right. Okay, so I'm just saying, that's all I'm saying. When you look at her nose, the bugger is straight. <laughs> the bugger is straight. They're like, what? And, you know, so so people in Hawaii, right, we have this term, uh, and it is a racial term, right? It's a racial term for white people, but I got to explain it. The word is haole. It's actually haole, okay? Ha is the breath, and ole is like aole, no more. Okay, so 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 that meant back in the day, right, that these people didn't have breath, okay, because they were white people and the Hawaiians saw them as gods, and there's a big story on that one too. Okay, so so never mind. It, I'm not saying it in a racial manner. I'm just saying the word haole is used in Hawaii, and it refers to white people. Um, actually, it's supposed to mean anybody foreign to Hawaii. It doesn't matter what the race is. Haole. You know, howling, right? But but people locally mean white people when they say that, okay? And and we say local howlies. We have a song genre which is called Hapa Howley. So it's not like it's a it's a really bad thing. It's the way you use it, right? Now if you're going, hey, effing howly, right? <laughs> okay, that's wrong. That's racial. That's bad, okay? But if we're describing somebody, right? So so you would look at this statue, this Cleopatra picture, and you go, wait a minute, she look howly. Right? She looks European. 
right? She looks right like that, like Anglo-Saxon, right? And and so so this is what happens. So you guys have been lied to. You guys have been lied to by so many things. And all you gotta do is dig deeper. On my Facebook page, right? You know, I don't know. <clears throat> I got tired of being flagged for political stuff, for calling people out on on bull crap, because that's just me. That's what I do. Uh, I do it on my Facebook. I do it in person. I've done it in corporations. I've done. Yeah, bro. Can I can't even tell you how many emails I had to write to somebody to tell them that they were full of crap. And and you know, I mean, after a while, you know, like I take a little. I my my threshold is kind of. I would say it's medium rare, right? I have a good threshold. But at a certain point, I got to call bullshit because I got to sleep at night, right? I got to know that that what I did was the right thing to do. And even if it means burning a bridge, remember I told you guys about burning bridges, right? Burn the damn bridge. You know why? Because when you do good, when you get up the ladder, when you get to where you want to be, these guys all going to try to cross that bridge back. Oh, hey, Junior, yay, you know, so-and-so, right? No, bruh, let me tell you. And this one this one girl came to my office, right? So there was a time I was interested in her. She didn't want to have anything to do with me, right? And 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 just, I want to say, within the last, right before COVID, and she came to my, she came to my office, and she was sitting down, like, making all nice and everything. Then she was asking for money, and I was like, money? You know, I was like... Baby, you didn't didn't want to have anything to do with me a few years ago. Now you popping up because you need something. And then you're looking at me and expecting me to. You see what I'm saying, Hawaiians? All right, this is why you burn the bridge. This is why, hey, you know what? Only do what serves you. Okay? And I'm not I'm not saying this in a in a in a bad way. I'm saying because if it doesn't serve you, Hawaiians, what you doing? Right? If something doesn't serve you, you're gonna keep whipping on dead horse. Right. If somebody, in other words, and I see this a lot, right? If somebody goes to a company and applies for a job, they get turned down. Apply again, turn down. Apply again, turn down. Bruh, go find another company. Right? There's plenty of companies. Right? Okay, that's that's the same thing in a relationship, right? You're trying this chick, you're trying for this chick, you're trying for this chick, bruh. Look, shoot your shot, right? And then it's done, right? Because there's like four, let's see, four, five, I think there's four to five females for every male on the planet. So if you're living in a, in a lack mindset, right, you keep trying for that. No, no, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I need that one over there, that one. <laughs> I mean, come on, Owens, right? All right. So, so that, but that's what I'm talking about in, in, in the broad spectrum. But I'm telling you guys, you guys have been lied to about so much stuff. You guys have been lied to about ruins. And you guys have been lied to about resets. Resets, okay? Now, I'm here to tell you that the planet has been reset, okay? More than a few times. And during the last reset, right? And I know, I know, you know, I hope, I hope I'm not going to keep anybody up at night tonight. But during the last reset, okay, they managed to get rid of the people, and the buildings were preserved. Everything was there. And that's why when you go to Japan or you go to China or you go to, you know, these certain foreign countries and you go, wait a minute, that, that building over there looks like it should be in Rome, but it's, it's over here in Asia. It's like, wow, I'm in the middle of Vietnam and that building looks like it was built in, in, 
in Greece. Like it looks Greco-Roman, like what they call Greco-Roman, right? And and you go, wow, you because know, you can pull this up on the web. Hawaiians, you don't need to travel to do this. All you gotta do is just go go Google images. Go look, you know, go online, pull up images of different cities. Okay. Now here's another thing that you guys need to do. Go on Google Earth. If you go on Google Earth and you examine major cities, you're going to see that the laid lines are very similar in the way that they lay out the cities. Okay, now this stuff doesn't this stuff doesn't change very much. Okay, because they, they implode buildings, right? They bring them down like they did in Vegas, right? And then they put up all the new ones. But the ley lines are the same. Okay, the grid remains the same. They just build along the grid. They rebuild along the grid, right? So when the reset comes, right? There's been resets on the planet. Uh, look into mud floods. Go Google that, okay? There's been resets on the planet where things have been buried. You know, you you talk about the you know, Noah's Ark flood, right? That's a flood everybody knows. Oh, Noah, yeah, they, he was building the ark, and then God said it was good, and the guy and everybody went drown, right? Okay, so so, but that that was that was biblical. Okay, now the Bible is an allegory that teaches in metaphor, and you guys need to get used to that concept. It's not a storybook; it's a mystical one. It's a mystical book, so you guys gotta know how to kind interpret them. Okay, you guys, and if you don't know how, you gotta find somebody. And I don't mean to to find a preacher that gives you his idea of what it means. Okay, let me give you an example. I give you a short one, graphic illustration. Okay, all right, now. I know, I know we, we're not doing too much comedy today. I realize it, but it, it's coming. No worries. It's coming. We get time. We get time. Okay. Now, the allegory, you know, when Jesus said, cast your net to the right side. Remember when he was in a fishing boat with the apostles, right? And he was sleeping, right? And then the storm came or whatever. And then, okay. So anyway, he was in a boat <clears throat> and they was looking for fish, right? And he said, cast your net to the right side. Well, they cast their net to the right side. And and hum, and what happened? Well, they, they had so much fish, right? It was an abundance of fish. They couldn't even pull them in a boat. Mm-hmm. That's your clue, Hoines, okay? Because if you know, okay, now I'm talking about esoteric knowledge, right? Esoteric means hidden knowledge. Occult knowledge means hidden knowledge. It doesn't mean devil worship and all that stuff cult is different okay if you say somebody's in a cult <clears throat> because <laughs> I, I knew this bro i do okay i don't like really sidetrack too much but there was this church that recruited a lot of radio people and it, back in the day and it was a cult and still till i mean well i i haven't been around radio people for years but every time i i am around them and the, and the topic comes up. Everybody goes, oh, yeah, you know. And there's a couple of guys that are still in that church, okay. But it was very cult-ish, okay. And we're talking Jim Jones kind of like, you know, they wasn't drinking Kool-Aid, but, bro, they, they did everything else. <laughs> very close to drinking Kool-Aid, but they did everything else. Anyway, so when you, when you cast your net to the right side, when Jesus said cast your net to the right side in the Bible, okay, fish, Represents knowledge. I don't know if you guys know that. Okay. So fish represents knowledge in the Bible. That's why you know the two fish on the kind? Okay. Now that's the house of Pisces. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's an age. So Jesus is, is the messenger of, of Pisces. Okay. So Jesus represents the, 
the guy who came to the planet during the age of Pisces and said, hey, this is how you guys got to live, right? And he came and he died for, for the sins of man, right? Or you can, you can say it a different way. He came to teach people how to live and to tell people the truth. <clears throat> and and the, the people, you know, much like today, right, where the government doesn't want to tell people the truth, okay? And he came with the truth. What do they do to people that tell the truth, right? Okay, Jesus was the example, right there. That's what they did. They crucified him, okay? And and because he was he was outing everybody. He was like, hey, bro, you guys cannot do this. That's wrong, right? They knew it was wrong, right? But he pointed it. He called them on it. He flipped their cards on them, right? And he ended up crucified and dying for the sins of everybody else, okay? And for humanity's sake, okay? Not too many guys going to do that nowadays. <laughs> You're not going to see anybody volunteering. No, no, with that said, okay, let me finish with the allegory. So fish represents knowledge. The story about the fish, okay? Now, they, they caught 100, uh, what, what is it, 150 uh, let's see, 153 fish, okay, 153 fish, so 5 plus 3, well, 1 plus 5 plus 3 is 9, okay, now the number 9 represents consciousness, okay, so the, the fish, right, represents, you know, knowledge and, and wisdom, and, and then consciousness, so they, so they, they went to the right side, and they harvested, right, these, these 100, and, you know, right? So it equal to nine. So 153 fish, right? So that represents the right hemisphere of the brain. Jesus is trying to tell you that the, the right side of the brain is where you need to be. The creative side, you need to be on the right side. Because if you're anchored into the 3D world on the left side, the reptilian brain, okay, you're going to run into problems. You're going to run into problems, okay? You know, like back in the day, right? It, well, I mean, still till today, right? People have a plan, right? And they, had, and they plan their kids' lives too, right? And they go, okay, you, you go in college. You're going to study. You're going to do that. You're going to get one degree. You're going to, you know, whatever. Now, there, you know, I think most people are unaware that these are Masonic degrees that they're handing out. And I think most people are unaware of who started the college system. And I think most people are unaware that, you know, it goes back to Rome, and the Jesuit order. Okay, now, you know, I had a I had an argument with this guy. <laughs> I had an argument with this guy online one time. And I, I got in trouble because I, you know, I I came out with the truth, right? Well, I, I asked the guy a question, is what I asked him. And I said, Who invented the white Jesus? Because he was trying to tell me that the Jesuit order is this holy order and it's the order of Jesus and, and you know and I, I know the story. I know the story. Okay, but the Jesuits have infiltrated every government on earth. Okay? And they and they set up these colleges, these prestigious colleges in Europe and America, right? And overseas. They have they have schools all over the world. But these are Jesuit colleges. Now they don't have a big sign on the college that says Jesuit college. They don't have that. They don't have it's not like walking into Kentucky Fried Chicken or it's not advertised like that. But these guys run it. Now, are they lying to people in college? Oh, yeah, big time. They're rewriting history, okay? Now, certain things, of course, is the truth, right? You're not going to have everything all false and everything all true, okay? 
And in order to get human beings to digest something, okay, or to go along with something, or to see something as the truth, you got to lie to them a little bit. Well, what I mean is to get them to, I'm sorry, to accept a lie, you got to tell them the truth. You got to mix them with the truth. You cannot just feed people lies. They know it. They know. People not stupid. They know. Humans have a built-in lie detector, okay? And all you got to do is be aware. That's all. You just be aware and then, you you know, like you listen to my podcast and, and, you know, a lot of guys listen to my podcast, even though they're not familiar with the subject matter that I'm talking about, they, they go, oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. And then they go look them up and what? Bango. They start, they hit me up on Instagram. They hit me up on, on Messenger and, hey, bro, you know, we, we went check out the stuff you said on the kind. Bro, it was real. Yeah, I know it's real because I'm not making stuff up. I'm just telling you. But the power structure in the world is like this, okay? No, no, I'm not telling you this so that you get all freaked out. I'm telling you this because God is real. And that's where the law of attraction comes in, okay? All right, here you go, Hawaiian. See, I told you. I told you it was coming, right? Here it is. The law of attraction is God in action, okay? Because, now, if you're going through drama every day, right? And you're getting pulled into drama. You cannot have drama all by yourself, okay? I mean, I've tried. <laughs> you know, I'm not, sometimes it involved involve a bottle of Heineken, Heineken light. But, but what I'm saying is, you cannot have drama by yourself. It takes another person, okay? So if you're having drama with your wife, your girlfriend, your, your cousins, whoever, whatever, your brother, your sister, right? Mom, dad, whatever, okay? Now, that if, you, if you're embroiled and constantly embroiled in that, it's very hard to pull yourself out, right, and readjust. And start living in accordance with the law of attraction, which is, right, the golden rule. You know, do unto others as you want others to do unto you, basically. You can start with that one. The law of attraction is in Luke. It's in Mark. It's in the Bible. It's all over the Bible. The teachings of the law of attraction is all over the Bible. You just don't see it as that. Now, the law of attraction, right, got put to us commercially as the secret by Rhonda Byrne. And, and those principles, when you really listen to those principles, you go, wow, yeah, that's, that's amazing. Then you get religious people to go, no, no that's devil stuff. That's devil right there. And, then, and then so, so let me ask you something, right? What is it about positivity that is devil? Well, there's certain things, right? You know, like, like being proud of yourself and thinking you're all that, right? Because now you're taking the place of God. Right now, you're elevating yourself into that to that position that God should be in in your life, right? Because it's God first, right? Then you, then everybody else. Okay. Now, a lot of people, uh, <laughs> a lot of people, so they they go through their life doing some real bad stuff, or let's say they get tangled up in bad stuff, right? And then to straighten themselves out, right? They dive into church. Okay. Now. Everything is, you know, it's like praise the Lord. It's like the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Everything is the Lord, right? And then, and, but that, that's a good thing, okay? But you know what they do, okay? They get so immersed in that. <clears throat> you know, there's this old joke, right? It says, bro, I used to be all hung up on drugs. But now that I found the Lord, now I'm all hung up on the Lord, okay? So you're just taking one, you know, you're taking one habit, one extreme, and you're transferring that extreme to over here. When, when really what you need to do is balance and realize that you're a human being. And human beings make mistakes and they screw up. Hawaiians, I screw up every week. I make mistakes every week. 
you know? And you know what I do? I just I just say, I'm sorry, Father God. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. That's it. That's the whole ponopono right there. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Now, if you meditate with that, okay, as a mantra, you don't need to do the fancy, you know, Indian stuff that you see from India on, on YouTube. No, you could just do that. You, you, you could just do that. You can just sit down <clears throat> for 10 minutes a day, okay, and, and you could just sit down and say thank you in your head and be grateful. That's it. Say thank you and watch what happens. I promise you, Hawaiians, if you do that, if you do that for one week, you're going to start noticing the synchronicities. Okay, and synchronicities mean that you, you'll be able to become aware to a different world that, that is kind of kind of weird when you think about it, right? So the law of attraction says, right, that what you focus on intensifies, okay? So let's say you focus on bad stuff. Let's say you focus on drinking, okay? Now you're drinking every day. Now, now whenever you can, whenever you're not working, whenever you're, bro, you're down at the store, you're sucking them up, or you're down at the bar, you don't, okay? Because you're focused on that. Now let's say you're focused on eating, okay? And, and there's, good, there's good habits and there's bad habits, okay? But you got to balance. You know those aunties that turn 40, right? They're just turning 40, right? And they, they, they go nuts. Okay, first of all, they divorce their husbands, okay? Because they've had enough. The kids are old enough or they're, they're almost out of high school or they're out of high school, right? And she's out of here, right? She's done with this crap, right? Because she turns 40, now, a woman at 40 years old, that's when her, you know, her sexual desire just goes through the roof. And the husband has been working so hard all these years. He's burned out. He's, he comes home every night. He's burned out, right? And, and so, anyway, but I'm just giving you a scenario. So, they start jumping out of planes, right? They, they go skydiving. They go climb the mountain. They start getting into bodybuilding competitions. And you always hear the same story. Well, you know, I was I, I was a housewife and I was raising the kids and then all of a sudden I started pumping iron and now I'm first place with the international the kind Right? You see what I'm saying? They're the first place with the internet I told you the comedy was coming, right? Okay, there you go. Alright, so so and they did first place, right? And now for the rest of their lives they're they have a new obsession. <laughs> you see? Okay. First, they were obsessed with the kids. They loved the kids. Everything is, you know, single, uh, uh, you know, sometimes they're single moms. But I'm, I'm going to say, like, it, it's, it's, that, it's that focus, right? Okay, I'm going to, everything for my kids. Everything for my kids. I'm all about my kids, right? And, and sometimes it ends up being like a competition, right? It's like keeping up with the Joneses. Like, well, I got my kid this. Oh, really? Oh, my kid going Puno. Oh, Puno? Oh, hey. Then they try to get their kid. You know, you see what I'm saying? And, 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 you know, it's like, okay, how good are you to your kids? Well, you know, <laughs> my neighbor over here, he got, he got, he, he got his kid one jet ski. So I, I got to get mine one, one outboard, you know, one Boston whalers. I, I don't know, whatever. Right. And then so and you see people doing that. You see people doing all kinds of stuff. But what I'm telling you, Hawaiians, and the bottom line to all this thing and the hierarchy in the world and, and all that stuff, right? And the law of attraction part, okay, is that when you practice the law of attraction part, you come into balance, okay? And the purpose of me telling you guys that, yeah, you guys are being, you know, bullshitted over here and over there and, and, and the world is, you know, and pretty soon the world going to reset one more time. And when it does, we have no choice. We're going and and maybe maybe it's not in our lifetime we don't know okay 
But I tell you who does know, there are people in power on the planet that do know, okay? And these are the same guys that caused the famines. These are the same guys that started the communist regimes that starved people in Russia and in Europe and, and in Germany. And bro, bro, this thing, this thing goes, it goes on and on and on. And unless you're a student of history, unless you, you know, crack the books or, or what now you can go online, I guess you can go and, you know, uh, you can go to uh, a lot of universities have videos on these things and stuff. But but when you really get down and you really study all this stuff, right, you come upon some very interesting revelations. And the reason why I'm, I'm telling you this in this podcast is because I want you guys to think. I want you guys to start thinking. Okay, because when you make a choice in life, right? If if you knew that that you know, if you knew that when you when you get to Egypt, you know, half of what you're looking at is manufactured for you to look at. Now, if you knew that, would you take that trip to to Egypt? I'm not saying you're wasting money. I mean, it might be good to go play in the sand. It might be good to go ride one camel. I mean, you know, and the guys over there need you because they're hoping somebody going to come ride their camel, right? Because they need the money, right? Like over here, over here, we're, we're hoping that chicks come and learn how to surf or dudes, whatever, right? Because we're over here, we, we get bods, we're renting, and, and you know, you see what I'm saying, Hawaiians? So commerce is important, you know, and you got to look at everything as commerce, Okay, you got to look at everything as commerce. But there are people in control of a lot of stuff. And right now, the world is going... I cannot even tell you. I can't even tell you how many life coaching clients I get that come to me going, Bro, I don't even know what I'm living for already. This is, this is, this is the kind. This is boss up. All right. So, now the good news. Ready for the good news? Okay. If you live in drama... If you live in worry, okay, worry is like praying for a bad thing to happen, okay, when you worry. Worry is like drawing that bad energy or that bad circumstance to you, okay, you're worrying about them. Because you know what? Visualize and you materialize, okay? So now, if you're visualizing, oh, bro, there's going to come a day where these guys going to knock on my door, they're going to hold me down, they're going to inject me with stuff, okay? Now, if that's your, if that's your worry, okay? That could happen. You could bring that onto yourself. Okay. Now, with that said, let me tell you that there was people in the depression that thrived. There's people all over the there's people all over the world that were in the worst situations, that were in famine situations, that were in all kinds of situations that lived to tell the stories. They lived to tell the stories. You know why? Because they had a different mindset. Mm-hmm. Life is all about mindset, and this is what I teach my clients. You know, I cannot tell you how many guys come to me and go, bro, you know, I'm being held hostage by my wife. I can't even tell you. You know, oh, bro, bro, let her do this, do that. Yeah, she do what she like, yeah, you know. And she, and she still, she still give me drama. She still go out and she buy, she buy, she buying all kinds of stuff, and I got to work for him, and I, I don't have my choice. And, I, and what is his alternative? Well, he can divorce her, right? Right? But these chicks put themselves in power positions, okay? And no offense to the ladies that listen. I'm not trying to out you guys. I'm trying to tell you what happens. These guys call me. Well, actually, they don't call. They, they email they, they email me. Hereforyouusa at gmail.com, right? And I got to show them how to turn this stuff around because you can turn it around, okay? But if you have no backbone, if you have, if you have no cojones, right, you ain't going to turn this around. 
And you know what's going to happen? She recognizes the fact that you ain't got no backbone and that, and that your cojones have been dissolved. Okay. Because she, she married you because you had a backbone. She got involved with you. Well, you know, most of the time, right? So when you get married, right? Okay. And after a while, you get soft. You get complacent. Role reversal happens. And then what happens? She becomes a boss. She wears the pants. You think she likes wearing the pants? I'm here to tell you no, she does not. Okay. I'm here to tell you that the stuff that she's telling you she like, she don't like. It's not about that. Okay. And she gives you clues. If she really loves you, if that girl loves you, okay, she will give you clues on how to treat her. She will give you clues. And I'm not talking about let's go to dinner kind of thing. I'm not talking about that. Um, she will give you clues as to how to be a man. And she will tell you. She will come out and help you. Okay. But if you miss the boat on this and you, you know, yeah, 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 give me one beer and I'll go watch the game. All right. And then pretty soon you come home one day and she goes, I want a divorce. Right. And she's already got the, the guys lined up. Right. Sorry. She already know who she can see next. She already get, she get them already. Okay. And I'm not saying it's only females. Men do it too. Okay. Men do it too. But I'm just saying in the people that I deal with, the guys that come to me, a lot of men come to me. Because they need to know how to how to handle this stuff, you know, and and it's not it's not my position to out, I didn't I never out females. That's another thing, guys. When you have you know two three girlfriends, whatever, you guys are single. And I'm talking to you younger gentlemen. Most of the old guys they're all married and grumpy, right? But you younger guys, okay, you younger guys, you guys that that you know have you know whatever two three chicks and whatever, and you're single, okay? Because when you're single, you do what you like, right? All right. Just keep it on the down low and you will never, and I mean never, run out of that. You will never run out of that. Chicks can smell the guys that out them all the time. That's why I tell you on a podcast, I don't don't out chicks. No, I become their deep, dark secret. (laughs) I become their deep, dark secret. Until today, until today at my age, I still get into Texas. I still get in the Texas. I'm still getting the, you know, and, and it's a, it's a very high compliment to me, right? It's a high compliment because you know what? When chicks don't look at it, I'm talking to the men right now. Okay. When chicks don't look at you, when chicks don't give you the time of day, when chicks ignore you, when chicks don't even glance at you up and down. Okay. Now, you know, you're retired. You're officially retired. Okay. And the only reason they do that, the only reason they do that. Is because you're not giving them any other reason to do all the other stuff. See, you're not giving them a reason, right? When they look at you, you become invisible. Because why? Because you're no longer appealing. You know why you're no longer appealing? Because you ain't got no cojones and you ain't got no backbone. All right. But but I'm telling you, right? So back to what we was talking about. About all this deception going on in the world. Okay. Okay, there's one word, pharmakia, that you need to look up. Pharmakia. Okay, because we started we started out on the podcast. We was talking about Rockefeller starting the medical school. We was talking about Rockefeller starting the media and big pharma. And right now, these are big things going on. These are hot topics, okay? So go look up the word pharmakia. Okay, that's where we get the word pharmacy from. Pharm- pharma- uh, pharmaceutical from. Okay, pharmacological, the what, whatever, all, all of that. Okay, pharmacology. I'm sorry, pharmacology from. Okay, now pharmakia is a Greek word. Okay, and when you really look at the definition of pharmakia, 
you're gonna see that at the bottom of everything it means poison okay you're also gonna find out that when you do your research on pharmacia and the origins you're gonna come across the hippocratic oath when you come across the hippocratic oath okay now now this is what you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave you with these nuggets so you guys better go look okay so when when you actually do and you don't have to do heavy research all you got to do is pull them up online. There's there's videos, there's there's uh, PDFs, there's all kinds of there's websites, there's all kinds of stuff that would tell you this. Cuz there's a lot of good people out there and they're putting this information up for for everybody else. Okay? Because if you guys if you guys go fall for you, you know, you guys are not going to well, put it this way, you're not going to stand for something, you're going to fall for everything. All right? Look up pharmacia and then look up the Hippocratic oath. You know the one the doctors take. All right, I'm going to tell you right now, straight up, it's witchcraft. Okay, let me say them again. It's witchcraft. Okay, and go look. And go look at it. Okay, the English language is is a language of spells. Okay, so, so go look that one up too. Just go search them. Search them online. I would use DuckDuckGo instead of Google. Because Google right now, they, they announced that Google's checking up on who's searching for what. See, the net is getting tighter. All right. But look, I, I don't want to tell you the net is getting tighter to alarm you. I want to tell you the net is getting tighter so you look for the alternatives so that so that you get a heads up so that you get you get a lead on stuff okay so you're not taken by surprise and one day you know hey they shut off my service how come well i was googling the kind and all of a sudden bam went out <laughs> okay because they own the platform all right but yeah go use duck duck go or you know there's others but use a use a private browser a secure browser if you have the new iPhones they have it built in okay and iPhones are safe they I mean well as safe as safe can be but yeah if they like track you down Hawaiians they can <laughs> if they like listen they can if they like if they like you know go into your photos they can <laughs> it's possible okay I don't know why they're gonna be interested in you they're not gonna be interested in me okay but I'm telling you the Hippocratic Oath is witchcraft, okay? And um, you can make your assessments from what you find. I will leave it right there and you guys go check them out, okay? Remember, pharmacia, okay? Pharmacia, and then and then go, go search for the Hippocratic Oath because you're going to see that the doctors swear they're a lead, they take an oath. Now, in the, I don't know about you Christians out there and how, how Christian you Christians are, but it's against the Bible, it's against Jesus's words to take an oath. I don't know if you know that. That includes judges, police officers, anybody who takes an oath, firemen, all these guys. Okay, I'm not saying that I get plenty of friends that are HPD. Uh, uh, sorry for you guys out of town. It's Honolulu Police Department and and fire. My nephew's in the fire department. I'm not going to down my nephew for taking an oath. See what I'm saying? But all the civil servants, every they all take oaths. The mayor, all the governors, right? Presidents, everybody. They all take an oath of office. Okay, they're all of oath and affirmation is what they're called. Okay, and they all they all do it. Okay, I'm just saying that it's not in the bible to do it and it, that's just a fact that's not you know i'm not judging okay my job is i'm not, I'm not a judge <laughs> thank god i'm not a judge you see what i'm saying all right but just go look up these things and and when you look at it you're gonna go wow i never knew this was the hippocratic oath wow i never knew this was witchcraft wow i never know that 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 all this stuff is is like this English language got everybody hypnotized into this spell that that's locked everybody in, into this matrix. I mean, you know, because everybody, bro. Let me. Oh, oh, 
Sorry, I'll wait. I gotta go. But if you have any questions, you can email me anytime, okay? Email me at hereforyouusa at gmail.com. I'll be more than happy to send you links and point you in the right direction. Uh, some of you contact me on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, and Instagram, and I'm in all the places. So, yeah, you guys can find me. Okay. And remember, Hawaiians, more than ever before, you guys all got to stand together as human beings, as humanity, okay? Because there are some very evil forces out there, and they're doing what they're doing, and you're seeing it, you know, right? Okay. So just take care of each other, be good to each other, love each other. Till next time, I'm Junior K. Go have a Junior Saint Mahalo and Allah.